0: Oh Oh I'm so tired. Oh, oh, this rucksack is so heavy. Oh, it can't be much further. Oh oh What? That way home? Oh, you're joking. Oh. There's a lot of you here this morning, aren't there? Good morning. Have you ever been on your way home and you've been worried that, that you won't make it? Maybe it's just been a really long walk and your legs have been so tired and they, they've gone all wobbly and you've thought, I'm going to collapse and I'll never get there. Or maybe, maybe you've been driving home and the car's broken down. You've been stranded and you thought, I'm never going to make it home now. that ever happened to you? Well, being a Christian is like heading home too. Jesus promises everyone who, who trusts in him a true home, true rest and true life with him forever. But getting there can feel like a long, hard journey. And, and we can often worry, I'm not going to make it. Maybe, maybe you'll think, oh, it just is too hard and I'm too tired. I'm not going to get there. Or maybe you worry, oh, I'll get distracted by all kinds of other things and, and forget the home that I'm heading to. Or, or maybe there'll be scary things to, to face along the way. And I think, well, I just won't be brave enough to face them. What do you do as a Christian when, when you're worried that you won't make it home to God? Well, over the summer, we're looking at some different bits from the Old Testament, and we're finding out in the net that it's full of good news. And this morning, we're looking at the gospel in the book of Joshua. And as we open it up, we find God's people near the end of a long journey, heading to a new home. And as the book of Joshua starts, they're nearly there. The end of the journey's in sight. They can see their new home, but will they make it? Let's find out what happens next as Charles comes to read.
1: As, you, as you've heard, the reading this morning is from the book of Joshua, chapter 1, and can be found on page 216 in the Old Testament section of the Pew Bible. Joshua 1, beginning at the first verse. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then you and all these people get ready to cross the river Jordan into the land I'm about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised to Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite countries to the Mediterranean Sea in the West. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the laws my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right nor to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of law always on your lips Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people "'Go into the camp and tell the people, "'Get your provisions ready. Three days from now you will cross the Jordan "'here to go in and take possession "'of the land your God has given you for your own.'" But to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Massaniah, Joshua said, "'Remember the command that Moses, the servant of the Lord, "'gave you after he said, "'The Lord your God will give you rest.'" I given you this land, your wives, your children and your livestock may stay in the land that Moses gave you east of the Jordan. But all your fighting men, ready for battle, must cross over ahead of your fellow Israelites. You are to help them until the Lord gives them rest, as He has done for you, and until they too have taken possession of the land that the Lord God is giving them. After that, you may go back and occupy your own land, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you east of the Jordan, towards the sunrise. Then they answered Joshua, whatever you have commanded us, we will do, and wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you, as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your word and does not obey it, whatever you may command them, will be put to death. Only be strong and courageous.
0: Thanks, Charles, for reading. Do you remember way back with Abraham, God had promised that he'd build a huge family? And he promised that people a place. A land to enjoy the blessing of knowing God in. Well now, 500 years have passed. And God's people really have become a huge nation. And now God's brought them out of slavery, through the desert, and to the bank of the river Jordan. To the edge of, would you see what he calls it in, in verse 6? He calls it the land I swore to their ancestors to give them because God's keeping his promise he's bringing them home but as they're there and they're about to cross over there's a problem because are they up to the job you see they failed before 40 years earlier Moses had brought them to the edge of the same river and they'd been too scared to go in Instead, they spent 40 years wandering around in the desert. So, would this time be any different? And to make matters worse, did you notice what's just happened? Moses has died. Moses, the one God used to bring them out of slavery and get them this far, he's gone. So, will this bunch of fearful failures really be able to make it home by themselves? And it's at this point that God steps in and he gives his people what? Is it a good pep talk? Does he say to them, just believe in yourself and you can do it? Is that right? No. God doesn't give them a good pep talk. He gives them good news. And let's look at that. Together, I've got a couple of good news signs up over there. I'm going to need some help from some people um, sitting nearby to get those down and bring them to the front. If some people could do that, that would be brilliant. Adults, you might need to help, otherwise we might be here for a while. And there's another one back over there as well, if someone could hop up and get that one. That would be brilliant, thank you very much. Lovely. Thank you. That is great, brilliant. Thank you. So, for a fearful and failing people, God gives good news. And do you notice, it's not a pep talk, it's a person. God's good news leader. God calls Joshua, whose name means the Lord saves, to be the one to get his people home to him. So what will this leader be like? Well, firstly, he'll be really strong. Do you hear what God said to Joshua over and over in our passage? Be strong and courageous. God's calling Joshua to be his strong and courageous conqueror. The one through whom the Lord will fight for his people and get them home. And notice how strong he'll be. Verse 5, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. That's pretty strong, isn't it? And, and sometimes people get confused when they read these verses because they think, they think that that's a promise to, to all God's people. That God's promising us that, well, if we just, if we just believe in ourselves then, then all of us can be strong and courageous conquerors, that, that none of our problems will be able to stand against us. But that's not quite right, is it? Because God's not making this promise to all the people, He's saying it to Joshua, his leader. And if you think about it, that's good news, isn't it? Because, if I'm honest, I'm really not very strong and courageous. Quite often I'm much more weak and wobbly. So so if making it home to God depended on how strong I was, well, that would be terrifying. But it doesn't. It depends on the strength of God's good news leader. It's a bit like this. I've got some some volunteers who are going to help me, so if they leap up... And Henry, why don't you come to the front? Henry's going to help me as well. Right, guys, let him through, let him through. That's it, brilliant. Here's Henry. Fantastic. Can you guys stand there? Fantastic. Henry, now, if I said to Henry, just stay there. If I said to Henry, Henry, now, be strong and courageous. Um, just, just walk right through the middle aisle there. Just, just knock these kind of big and scary-looking guys out of the way. Henry, no one will be able to stand against you. Now, Henry, just stop there. Henry, he'd look at me, wouldn't he, and think I'd gone a bit loopy? But if I said to Henry, Henry, trust your dad. He's strong and courageous. (laughs) The best I could do. He's strong. (laughs) He's strong. He's strong and courageous. Hold his hand tight and trust him to take you through. That would be good news for Henry, wouldn't it? Off you go through, Ben. It's good news for Henry, isn't it? Give them a round of applause. And it's good news for God's people when they have a leader strong enough to fight for them and win the battles that they can't. God's leader would be strong. And he'd also be faithful. Because did you hear what the Lord said Joshua's courage needed to look like? Being careful to obey all the law that my servant gave you. God's leader would need to be someone who faithfully followed God's word. Like his compass. Someone who, who put his trust, not, not in the latest military manual like, like this one. Here it is, look. How to win fights and biff people. No, no who wouldn't trust in that, but trust in, in what God says in his book, the Bible, who'd always go straight where the compass of God's word led him. Who wouldn't turn aside from it to, to the right if, if the way that it was pointing looked, looked difficult or dangerous, or, or to the left if, if that way looked much easier and, and it was where everyone else was heading. Now, the good news leader who would get God's people home... He would be faithful to God's word. And as you read on in the book of Joshua, and children, maybe that would be a good thing to do over the summer with someone at home, to, uh, to read the rest of Joshua's story. And as you do, you'll find again and again, Joshua's faithful. But when you get to the end of the book, there's a problem. Because strong and faithful as Joshua is, he can't lead God's people forever. The end of the book of Joshua, Joshua is old and he dies. In the end, it seems that death is the one enemy that even Joshua can't stand against. And so the book of Joshua is always pointing us forward to another leader to someone who will be able to lead God's people home fully and forever. And what would that leader be like? Well, just like Joshua, his name would mean the Lord saves. And he'd be supremely strong. At his word, storms would stop. Demons would cower. Sickness and suffering would run for cover. He'd be supremely strong. And he'd be unfailingly faithful. He'd always perfectly keep God's word, never turn to the right or to the left from keeping every single part of it. Not even when it led him to the scariest place imaginable, even to death on a cross, to take the blame for all our sin. Even then, he would follow faithfully, praying to his Father, not my will, but your will be done. He'd faithfully follow, and he'd face down death, the greatest enemy of them all, And he'd conquer it. When he rose again, he'd clear away every barrier that would keep his people from getting home to God. And so, do you see the good news leader that the book of Joshua is pointing us to? Our strong and faithful one, King Jesus. We're going to hear a bit more from Joshua in a minute. But before we do that, we're going to stand again in a minute and we're going to sing to this Jesus, our King. Fiona's going to come and help us. This is a song with actions. Children, if you'd like to come and join in, um, you're very welcome uh, to come. But let's stand as the music starts and sing, Jesus is the King. So God's given us his strong and faithful leader to get us home to him. But as we finish, what what would it look like for us to follow this good news leader? Well, that's what the second half of Joshua chapter 1 is about. I've got two more signs that will hopefully help us. If someone could jump up and bring those to us. and, And while we do that, why don't you flick back to page 216 and we'll look at this together. brilliant thank you very much thank you thank you fantastic and here's the first thing we need to trust and follow the word of this leader in verse 10 Joshua turns and and he speaks to the people he instructs the officers to, to go through the camp and tell the people get ready to cross over and how do they respond? We'll look down at verse 16. They answer Joshua, whatever you've commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. God's people trust the word of God's leader. And do you notice those, those two little words, whatever and wherever? They're all in, aren't they? Not, not hedging their bets, not, not only when it suits them. No, they're promising to follow the word of God's leader, whatever and wherever. Trusting that his word to them will be God's word to get them all the way home. And how much more ready should we be to trust Jesus, God's perfect good news leader? Whatever he says to us in the Bible, wherever he leads us, even if following his word sometimes will be hard, even sometimes scary, maybe at work or at school, no faithfully following where he leads, even when other people around us might be saying, no, you're going the wrong way. Trusting him, following our leader. And that means not following our fears. When we look at the long journey ahead and we worry, I don't think I'll make it. I'm, I'm not good enough. I'm too weak and wobbly a Christian. Well, at that moment, it means not trusting our fears but trusting the word of Jesus. When he says to us, no, you're not strong and faithful enough, but I am. And I've won the battle and I've made the way. So put your hand in mine and trust me. Follow his word. And then finally, fight together. You notice that funny bit from verse 12, when, when Joshua speaks to the, those two and a half tribes. Moses had, had agreed to let them have lands to, to make home on, on one side of the Jordan, while, while the other tribes would need to cross over to the other side to find theirs. And now Joshua is reminding those two and a half tribes to keep their promise, to help their brothers and sisters to reach their inheritance. He's reminding them not to, not to sit comfortably over there and think, "Nah, actually, actually I'm quite cosy over here, thank you very much. And, and anyway, I've got far too much to do over here, far too busy. I'm really sorry, but no, I can't. Now listen to what Joshua says to those two and a half tribes. You must cross over ahead of your fellow Israelites. You are to help them. God's leaders reminding his people to follow him and fight together. Not as independent individuals serving ourselves, but as one united people helping each other to make it home. And what might that mean for us? To fight together as one church family in the year ahead. Where might we need to say know to comfort and and be willing to to cross over to help someone else to to trust our good news leader. What might it mean? It might mean signing up to teach our children in Sunday Club. Got a number of needs for people to do that in the year ahead. Commit to, to teaching the younger ones in our church family week by week the good news of Jesus. Children, Those of you in Pathfinders, what might it mean for you? Well, it might mean choosing five people from across our church family, five different people, and committing to praying for those people with someone at home each and every week. Could you do that? Or it might mean getting to know people who are different from us, people of a different age, a different life stage, a different culture, even when that can be hard and and inconvenient. Making the time to share life together and to ask one another, how can I help you? How can I help you to keep following our good news leader, this strong and faithful one? How can I help you as we trust him together to lead us all the way home? what I lead us in a prayer.